0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed.
1: Was a very nice story I read earlier this morning of this cleaning lady in New York City, Manhattan. She has been... I guess the cleaning lady for a whole bunch of people that live in this apartment for the better part of a couple of decades. And with COVID, a lot of them had to stop having her come into their place to clean. Oh, right, So yes. she's lost a lot of work. She couldn't afford her apartment anymore. She ended up having to move in with her sister. Just a, a, a tough go of things, as so many people have had a tough go of things. So everybody in the building, or the people she uh, was uh, cleaning for, they all got together and uh, came up with enough dough to pay for her rent in their building in a penthouse at the top. Wow. 2,500 square feet, four bedroom, three bathroom, two balconies. They've paid the rent for her for two years to live there. And it's very nice. And there's a video and she's crying and so grateful and all of that. But it got me thinking about that because as much as that's really nice, when you've never had something and then you get it, and it gets taken away, (laughs) you miss that. Like, if you've spent your whole life driving like a 1988 Astro van, and somebody gives you a high-end Audi to drive for two years, and then at the end of the two years, you have to go back to the Astro van, Uh you're not happy. (laughs) What? No, he didn't see That's right. So as much as it's a nice thing, how do you go from a 2,500-square-foot apartment back to your sister's basement?
0: Well, I guess the, the, the hopefully in two years she's not going back to her sister's basement, yeah. but certainly not going to be in that, that area. No, no. Uh, probably not even that apartment building anymore. And, and listen, I guess, you know, that just goes to show, too, these people living in a Manhattan mm-hmm. condo building, you know, there's a lot of trust that they put in this cleaning lady who's coming in and looking sure. through all of their... Uh, their little bits and pieces and yeah. skeletons in their closets.
1: Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, but uh, anyhow, a nice touch. Nice thing to do. It's just I, I feel bad for when they come knocking and say, it's two years are up. Yeah, Get out. <laughs> are you helping your uh, kids with their homework? Are you going to Google a lot to look stuff up? <laughs> Google. Google Translate. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how parents did it before uh Google. Uh, I usually probably just said to them, "Go ask your mom; she's smarter than me." And I remember my mom, like working with my working with me on my times tables and stuff when I was a kid. And I, I don't know if maybe math or how they learned it has all changed, but almost all parents say the the one thing that baffles them now is is the math. Mm-hmm. Helping their kids uh, through the math, and they're turning to Google to get the answers. Well, a for lot.
0: a couple of reasons: one, uh, it, it's yeah, it's on us to do it, and two, it's been a long time since. We've yeah. done it ourselves. We're so used to using devices to to answer problems mm-hmm. for us, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, like things like fractions, right? Like oh, the kids are doing that right wouldn't now. Wouldn't know. You're looking like, oh, how do you divide fractions? Well, it's like invert and multiply, and you're going back yeah. to you know your own grade five and six levels, thinking, how the hell did I do this again?
1: And I guess uh, it, it's just in how we parent has changed too. You know, I, I think I often used to say to the boys. I, I don't know. I went through school. I don't it's not my problem anymore. Yeah. You figure it out. That's right. You learn it. That's why you're being taught it. Uh, then I'd sneak into the garage and have a pint. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the garage. They won't know I'm here. We try any way we can to get out of helping our kids with our homework. We'll come home late. We'll tell them we're doing laundry or other chores. We'll claim we're too tired or we'll do an emergency grocery run. Anything (laughs) to sit and help with homework. I remember between that and like going to school assemblies and Christmas concerts and oh, yeah, oh, it's funny because you reach this
0: certain um, point sometimes where, you know, they'll ask you for help mm. and, and you're okay with, okay, you know, answering a couple of questions here or there. Mm. And then you realize, okay, am I doing the entire assignment right. for them? There's that. Right. Like, yeah. what, what, at what point do they need to, uh, you know, accept the fact that they've got to do it themselves? Mm. And what point as a parent do you let them
1: fail? If right. they don't do it. Right. Because you're actually assisting them a little more if they do fail. Because then the teacher hopefully picks up the slack and realizes they're having a struggle with this. Right. You know, and listen, I don't
0: want it to be a a, a recurring thing where my kid's always failing every assignment because I'm not pushing them to get them done. Right. Right. I need to still push them to get, it, get the work done and do the work. And if they need help with the work, then either... I help them or I get them to reach out for help from the teacher right uh, in order to do you got to because that's part of the learning process of all of this right? Mm. That's how you and later on in life you're going to have to figure this all out for yourself whether or not you need to ask for more help with it or find another way to get it done.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't know if uh, certainly with this pandemic and all of this and kids being home more of course parents are probably helping out with the homework more than they normally would. That that's a given but I'll bet you like, when times are normal and everybody's doing their routine, I'll bet your parents are much more caught up in, in making sure their kids get their homework done or don't fail. Right. You know, it, 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 like I got this, funny enough, I got this message on my voicemail the other day from a teacher who had the wrong number. And I actually called him back because I thought, oh, this is a fairly important call. But he was going on about how young Brandon had multiple <laughs> opportunities. He's talking to his mom. Hi, Mrs. Robertson oh, or whatever wow, okay. her name is. Uh, just calling about Brandon. He's had multiple opportunities to finish this assignment, that assignment. Yeah. I've told him this. I've told him that. He's gotten out till Wednesday. If he doesn't get the five assignments in, I'm going to have to fail him. And I just thought, how much pushing and leeway do we give? Like, I don't remember. And maybe it's just time and I've forgotten. But it seems to me we had assignment dates and if they got handed in late, you lost a percentage for every day it was Perfect. late. And that was it. There was no cajoling. And if you uh, just get it to me by Wednesday, we'll pass you. But I think what happens is, especially
0: at, at our age, I mean, we've been out of school now for you know, more than we've been in it. Sure, right of course. You know, 30, 30 years since school. I only went to grade nine. so <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> High school was too much.
0: But to when we think back about school, I think we meld all of the grades into one. Probably right. Yeah. You're like, oh, I never had that much leeway. Well, I don't know. I can't remember what grade four assignments were like. Mm. I remember in high school, yes, that you didn't have that much leeway to do it or. Look- Teacher would, uh, you know, dock you marks if you didn't have it done. You probably had more leeway than you remember.
1: Yeah, having, yeah
0: perhaps, right? perhaps, sure. You know, that being said, same thing happened. I, you know, listening in on one of the the kids' uh, conversations, the teacher was uh, was saying to some of the students, like, "You've got to get this in. Like, mm-hmm. it's due. Right. And if and if you haven't handed it in, it's due. You've got to do it." Uh, and, uh, and, you know, kind of going on, I just said, is that you? And they're like, no, no, no. They're, they're calling out someone else. And then I guess, you know, same thing, you know, I've sent messages, I've sent private messages, I've sent message to your parents and, and just not hearing back. And I think sometimes with this virtual, especially the situation where it's a couple of weeks, some of the parents are just saying, well, you guys figure it out. Mm. Do it yourself when you get back into school, uh, then, you know, the teacher can, can call you on it. Uh, easier, face-to-face, maybe it's a little more intimidating. But also, you know, with all of what's going on here, for us, you know, in my family, without any of the extracurricular activities ongoing, Mm. it's a little easier to pay attention to homework Mm -hmm. and schoolwork. Yeah,
1: because you're not darting all over the place.
0: Because, yeah, normally six or seven nights a week, we're out chasing an arena somewhere Mm. with one of them. At least I am. And then Adrian's back at home with the other one saying, if you've done all your stuff. Right. And now we're both here just looking over at you going, you better get that done.
1: I remember not much. Of high school. I do remember a grade 10 art teacher named Mrs. Lang, who was the most stunningly beautiful woman I had ever seen. And I remember the rumor was that she was having an affair with the gym teacher. Oh. And so we'd spend our times in the parking lot trying to see if they were fooling around in the backseat right. of his car. That and getting high behind the church. <laughs> it was a uh, trending uh, topic on Twitter. And people were asking, uh, What movie always makes you cry? And 1989 Steel Magnolias showed up as the uh, the movie most often mentioned. Really, so much so that it just started uh, trending as a movie to watch on uh, Twitter. You got one. You uh, you shed one of those iron tears anytime. Well, you know it's funny. Like I was thinking about it, and uh, <clears throat> certainly every time I watch Rocky II, and his wife is in the coma. After okay. giving birth to their to their son. Right. And Rocky sits by her bedside every day and she comes out of that coma because she doesn't want him to fight anymore. Yeah. Is that in Rocky two? I think so. Uh, two or three. <clears throat> I think I think it's two. And uh and she comes out of the coma and uh, she says uh, something to the effect of go for it or do it. Yeah. And then he and then the coach goes, "What are we waiting for?" I turn into a mess. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh yeah, every time. Wow. <clears throat> that, I I'm shocked
0: because any kind of a sports movie I didn't think would be one for you. Like for me, uh, I I must admit when Rudy, every time I watch yeah, right, it, yeah. you, know, you get near the end and it's just such a, you know, heartwarming story. You kind of think, wow. He yeah. did, and his dad's watching him on the
1: field. I think there's all those moments. Uh, like in Rocky, of course, that's the relationship between him and his wife more so than the fight. I remember We Are Marshall. I, I love it. Right, him. yeah. The, uh, I, I'll say this. The Rudy scene,
0: uh, you know, which kind of gets most people. At the end, when his dad's cheering and he's on the field and yeah. they're all so proud of him. And uh, the uh, the guy standing bes- beside his father, just behind him, I think, in that scene, is Dan Rudiger, the actual guy. Oh, really? Guy. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so he he makes a, a cameo appearance in the movie. He's with the parents when they're cheering Rudy on. Beyond that, the one that I, I can think of right away that, that gets me going, and especially as a parent now, uh, would be the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. And, and Will Smith's character, when he's... At his lowest, right in that subway terminal. Uh, I just thinking about it gets me choked <clears> out.
1: <throat> I remember just after Daniel was born, uh, we had watched Stepmom, this movie with Julia Roberts and Susan Sarandon, mm. where Susan Sarandon is the mom and uh, she's dying of whatever disease she has, and she's been knitting this blanket or something. And uh, Julia Roberts is the uh, the stepmom, the young, pretty. Uh, I guess they were divorced, and so the dad started dating Julia Roberts. And, of course, they hated each other. And then at the end, they become best friends, and they bond over the children in this stupid blanket. <laughs> <clears throat> and I remember, because I was smoking then, I remember just bawling my eyes out. The idea that these children were losing their mom and this blanket was... And I'm going... as I said to Maria, I need a, I need a second. And I go out on the porch and I'm hauling on a dart and blubbering my eyes out. <laughs> and I have found, and I think it's just with time and life and, uh, you know, kids and family. I, I, I remember... And I still do at times, depending on maybe on how many drinks I've had. But, like, blubbering to a Bell TV commercial. Right. Like, there's one... <laughs> there's, there's one... <laughs> There's one where a guy's standing on a dock or something, and I don't know, he calls his dad or his dad calls him and he says, Just want to tell you I love you, son. <laughs> I wish I had that with my
0: father. <laughs> yeah, the jug of red might have something yeah, to do with pro- that. Probably it does. Uh, yeah. Uh, when Adrian and I first started dating, she, I remember, like, oh, we were talking about our favorites. She, oh, we got to watch her favorite movie. Sure. Right? Life is beautiful. Right.
1: Oh, I remember Which that was is the, Italian like the director. Story of a yeah,
0: uh, uh, yeah Benini or whatever his yeah, name was, yeah, the yeah. guy that was uh, climbing kid, over the seats at the Oscars kid when he was in World won it. War II or what yeah, well, yeah. It was a, it was a kid trying to or a guy trying to shield his son from right. the Holocaust. That's right. And like yeah. why the hell is this your favorite <laughs> she movie? She liked that movie. Oh yeah, well, I mean, yes, it's heart wrenching and a great performance or whatever it may be. Yeah. Not really uh <laughs> one
1: you go to. (laughs) An uplifter. It's not a Sunday afternoon film. Jaws always makes me blubber, too, at the end when the shark gets killed. I felt bad for the shark. Mount Everest has gotten taller. Two feet higher than 16 years ago. It could be because of a major earthquake in 2015 that shifted things. I guess they're going to have to climb it again. It's almost 30,000 feet. I'd get about... 12 feet up. (laughs) Uh, What's the point? Where's my Sherpa? Right. This This is pretty interesting. If you could only die in sudden accidents and not from disease or old age, just a sudden accident... The average person would live to be 8,938 years old. Oh, wow. And some people who really beat the odds would live into their 40,000s. Right. That's how rare they are. I don't want to live to 40,000 years of age. What do you you get as a birthday gift?
0: (laughs) What are you, Yoda?
1: (laughs) Okay, so I start my career when I'm 20, and I work for... Thirty eight thousand years. <laughs> no. I don't think I want it. I'll take eighty-five to ninety on right. this planet. I think that's probably enough. How many
0: different careers would you have to have? That's right. You try
1: everything. And how lazy would we be? You know, if you knew you had forty thousand years on this planet, you wouldn't start making babies till your twenty year. Right. I think I'm ready to settle down now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. The Tour de Force started as a sorry, the Tour de France right. started as a publicity stunt in 1903 to promote a daily sports newspaper called La Auto. All right, violence is actually pretty rare in bank robberies. It only happens about one out of twenty-five times. Most of the time, a robber hands the teller a note, gets the money, and leaves. Mm. good to know if you're planning. Right, yeah, Although in the
0: movies it's always where you see the always a big
1: take the down. action right yeah it's always a big takedown funny you know you walk into a bank now with a mask on it's it's fine mm-hmm. actually they require you to wear a mask into it imagine I don't know two years ago walking into a bank with one of our masks on all of these
0: scenarios yeah you know <laughs> you know you look back to SARS where you know some people were wearing masks and certainly in the Asian population where, where it was more affected yeah and um hit closer to home uh, for SARS. But, you know, the rest of the general population looked at people in a mask and went, you must be crazy. What's, See, what's Michael here? Jackson was wearing one at one point. Yeah, yep. You know, when people just said, well, there's Michael
1: Jackson being crazy again. Yeah, he was on to something, I guess. Yeah, the Asian population has been wearing masks and, and protection for some time, and I hear a lot of people now saying that they will continue forward. I read... Um, just a couple of days ago, that there's a lozenge uh, company in the East Coast that has had to shut down and had to lay people off because there's no colds right now. Oh. There's no people with sore throats and cough. <laughs> I mean, you've got you've got COVID, of course, right, yeah, but just your common cold has yeah. disappeared because of all the protection we're doing. Well, uh-huh.
0: I went on a bit of like a like a sneezing fit yesterday. Like I got some sort of dust or something yeah. because my eyes started to water and and. Uh, and i sneezed a couple times i went, oh my, like I, I was shocked like what, right. what is this right now? <laughs>
2: oh, did everybody what's in your going house, on did everybody oh,
0: in your yeah. house hit
1: the deck yeah. <laughs> <Get> <laughs> out. what's gotten into you get out go get a test yeah it's uh it's not fun sneezing is very embarrassing these days mm mm-hmm. Most of Steve Jobs' wealth came from Disney, not Apple. When Disney acquired Pixar from him in 2006, he got 7.4% of Disney, worth about $4.4 billion. He only had about $2.1 billion from Apple. Oh, is yeah. that all? That's it. And we are just mentioning Michael Jackson. The day that Michael Jackson caught on fire while he was filming that Pepsi commercial was literally the halfway point of his life. It happened 9,282 days after he was born, and he died 9,281 days after it happened. So wow. literally the dead center That's of his really life. weird. Yeah,
0: Pepsi commercial. It was for the Super Bowl, I it think. It was, too.
1: Yeah. Speaking of Super Bowl and commercials, I guess Budweiser has said that for the first time in 37 years, they're not going to have any ads. They're promoting uh, vaccines uh, yes. instead of uh, their products. Yeah, they're
0: donating the money to, a, to an ad campaign that promotes uh, getting vaccinated and, yeah. and measures against the virus. <laughs> I guess, listen, I mean, do you need the
1: Clydesdales to tell you <laughs> if you're going to drink a bud or not? Well, you know, it's it's funny with advertising because uh, certainly when times are tough, it's one of the things that a lot of companies uh, pull back on. But I think it was Coors Light, I believe, who not only didn't pull back but ramped up their ad uh, buying uh, during like the 08 crash. And uh, they never looked back. Their sales never slowed. Uh, you know, it's, it's the McDonald's thing, right? We talk about people in, in this business where we make our money from advertisers. And, uh, you know, you would think, well, McDonald's doesn't have to promote their food anymore. We all know it's there. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. We know what you do. But they never stop. They never, ever stop. Billboards, TV ads, radio—they never quit.
0: And uh, yesterday, Christian was doing a project for school where they had to uh, to search out logos mm. and just you know the 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 sayings, the slogans of companies. Mm. And uh, and so he was asking, you know, which ones do you know? And my goodness, the the amount uh, that that gets drilled into us mm-hmm. that we can just rhyme them off, you know, note after note after note. It's like oh, McDonald's, I'm loving it, and yep. you know, and. and 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 all of these, you know, Subway, Eat Fresh, and and uh, you know, Walmart's, and all that. We we knew all the slogans for all of them. Yeah, and going back to ones when we were kids, you know, thinking, yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah. Remember the uh, the uh, documentary uh, where the guy did nothing but eat uh, McDonald's uh, constantly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Supersize me. Super-sized. And he had the great line. He said, you know, those golden arches, from the time a child is very young, it gets implemented into their brain that it's the fun place to go. It's for uh-huh. birthday parties and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it happened and- for my kids. They could spot them anywhere. Yeah, I was lucky with our kids that they were more uh, into going for bagels and hot chocolate at Timmy's than they were at McDonald's, which was fine by me, but... He had a great line in it he said every so what he goes so so that my kids don't get uh, addicted to McDonald's like every other kid he said every time I pass a McDonald's and my kids see that logo I'll just punch them in the face <laughs> <laughs> it is something
0: you don't see it as much here like in Toronto the GTA in the city uh, if you go down driving in the states mm. at all uh, especially in the states sometimes you go back to where the restaurant is just maybe a a, a kilometer away, a little ways away from the highway itself. Yeah. They've got like a 200 foot sign mm-hmm. with the gold, just the golden arches at the top of it.
1: There's one in Milton. As you drive across the 401, mm. I can't remember the exit, you see it. It's a big, massive white pole and the big M on the top. Right. I remember it was, it was 24 hours at one time, and I think we drove from Brampton to Milton one night. <laughs> it was the only 24 hour <laughs> <a> McDonald's. <laughs> I think we were high. <laughs> Maybe. An old wives' tale says a pregnant woman with heartburn is more likely to have a hairy baby. A study in 2006 tried to disprove it, but actually proved it true. Heartburn and hairy babies are both linked to women's estrogen levels. Okay. So if your wife is having a baby, your girlfriend's pregnant, and she's got the heartburn, you're going to have yourself a hairy baby. <laughs> Time for our pally, Teddy Reader for Helinda's Meats. meets. Good morning, Ted.
2: Good morning, boys. How morning. are you going? No, not too bad. I, I, the one thing I got to say, and I and don't mean to talk about the, what, what's it called, COVID.
1: That COVID um, thing,
2: yeah. Yeah, it just happens to be around. But the one thing I've noticed about COVID is that we cook a lot more. Right. And, Craigie, I've been watching you, mm. and you've been cooking up some wicked ass stuff.
1: I've tried, yeah. And, I'm trying to make yeah. you proud, Teddy. I'm trying. We made homemade raviolis over the weekend with spinach and uh, ricotta inside
2: it 's a, be- a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing and I got a, a an email from uh, one of our listeners, and she had asked me she had a bean salad question mm. And, uh, I have to, and I, and I have to just, I'm just pulling it up here. Her name okay. is Charlene. And she had that sent me a message and she wanted to know about bean salads. And the one thing she said, I'll read the note to you. She says, I listening to your cooking tips on 94.9, the rock. I thought I'd ask you a couple of questions about bean salads. I recently made one following a recipe from a well-known chef. It wasn't my recipe. Only thing is that I forgot to cook the beans by boiling them in water and letting them sit for an hour. Also, I'm aware that you can't keep a bean salad for more than four days. Can bean salads be kept frozen? Uh, advice, Charlene, is cook the beans. <laughs> and they take a while, so soak the beans first, then cook the beans. Or you can use the tin beans, but don't freeze them. They're not really worth uh, freezing a bean salad. It'd be uh, better just to buy a can of beans and make your life nice and simple. Get
0: mealy and mushy,
2: wouldn't it? Yeah, they get mealy and mushy, and they're not very nice. So uh, hopefully Charlene's listening. If not, I'll send her an email and get back to her. But uh, let's talk some food now. I made a little bit of pork souvlaki on the weekend. Heavy on
1: the tzatzik. Uh,
2: Heavy on the tzatzik. So when I make my tzatzik, I take uh, the cucumber and I grate it. And then I squeeze out all the water. So I take about a cup of grated cucumber and I put it in a bowl. I take some whipped uh, cream cheese and I mix that with yogurt. Okay, And mm. if you want to buy the really thick uh, Greek yogurt, you can use that instead of the cream cheese. But the cream cheese just gives you a little bit more texture to it. right? And then a ton of garlic. I put about six cloves because oh. we like it garlicky over here. Mm-hmm. But you can adjust that to what you want little lemon zest to squeeze a lemon and uh, whip it all together, salt and pepper. Nice and simple for your tzatziki. Now for the pork. I took pork tenderloins. I cut them down the middle uh, and butterflied them open and then patted them down so that they were about an inch, inch and a half thick. And then I cut it into long strips. About each pork tenderloin to a three or four long strips. Uh, then the marinade for the pork. Lots of lemon juice. And lemon zest. Squeeze it all over. I even chop up the whole lemon and throw it in. Uh, ton, of ton of garlic. I used probably about 20 cloves because I did two whole uh, pork tenderloins. Wow. Coarse black pepper. Olive oil. And then just as a little, you could use if you want, as a, as a nice, easy Pilsner beer or ginger ale.
0: Okay. Hmm.
2: And you pour that over. A little bit of oil, the garlic salt, pepper, and some fresh herbs if you have. I use dill, but if you had uh, rosemary or oregano, you could use any of those that you wanted. Mix it up and let them marinate for about four to six hours turning them over. And then I skewered those long strips of pork onto these big skewers that I've got, and I fired them up on the grill and cooked them. Basted them with that marinade it kept a little bit on the side and served it up on some pitas with the tzatziki and made a little... uh, Greek salad of tomatoes, onions, peppers, you know, and you, feta. You Teddy, And that was It's it nice and simple, man. You don't have to go crazy and buy a million things. Salt and pepper and lemon, garlic, that's all you really need.
0: Teddy, you cut up the, in the, the pork, obviously, because you were going to skewer them. <clears throat> do, you, do you recommend cooking it as just a whole loin as well?
2: Yeah, you can. If you want to cut them into pieces, but I always find it's, you know, you're either putting 50 pieces onto skewers or you're putting, you know, five or six or seven or eight on skewers. skewer. So I just find it easier to weave one long piece of meat on it mm. rather than 20 cubes. So that's the, the twist on it, and it keeps it as a whole muscle, and uh, you get a more even cook.
1: And it is so healthy with all that garlic, too. I remember years ago making a homemade Caesar salad uh, dressing and adding or tripling up on the garlic and we had it like on a new year's eve or something and all of us were had colds or head colds or one thing or another the next morning all head colds were gone and we've always thanked the uh, the garlic for it whenever not feeling well I'll always heavy up on garlic
2: garlic is a great antioxidant i remember as a as a teenager i came home and my grandmother, uh, who was uh, from Latvia, she was this Eastern European woman, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she was freaking out because she had shoved some cloves of garlic up her nose because she felt she had a cold coming on. <laughs> <laughs> and they got stuck. Oh no. <laughs> and you had to get them out? <laughs> no, I couldn't get them out. Wow! wow. And they so I get... had to take her to the hospital. Wow. And, and uh, they had to remove these cloves of garlic. And the doctor's like, what are you doing putting garlic up your nose? And she's like, well, it's a great way to get rid of a cold. One in a million shots, all... One, shot. <laughs> One in a million shots. One so, in a million shots. Yeah, uh, because the acid in that garlic will actually burn the inside of your nostrils. Wow. So don't do that. But that was my crazy grandmother. <laughs> yeah. She wow. used to walk around and have a bag on her head. She was a nut bar.
1: <laughs> I would have liked to have met that lady, Ted. would have
2: been Oh, uh, yeah. You drank a lot of vodka with that woman.
1: Uh, all right, Teddy. If people want to talk Talk pork Slovakia or garlic or anything going up your nose. How do they get a hold of you?
2: You're going to find me in the social media world at Ted Grills.
1: Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and ben Lucky. Lucky. 94.9
2: The
0: Rock.